Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to welcome a very, very accomplished professional and an entrepreneur from Chicago, USA, Seema Jain. Seema, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ashutosh. It's an honor to be with you today. Thank you. Seema is the founder and chief executive officer of Seva Global, uh, an organization that is growing business through cultural competency. Seema is also the co-founder of two nonprofit organizations, which is Supporting Excellence in Education Foundation, or SEED, and the Young Jains of America. She was earlier with Baxter, Caremark, Caremark and Marriott. So Seema, uh, before we talk Seva Global, tell me a little bit about your own journey. Sure. So Ashutosh, I am a first-generation Indian, born here in the USA. My parents came in the 60s. And as you know, when the parents came in that time frame, they really just had four professions that they could do, a mm. doctor, lawyer, engineer, or business. Absolutely. So my father pursued a finance degree. He was a PhD from Columbia University and did a professor of statistics, accounting, and finance. Mm. Well, when my turn came to go to college and I asked him, dad, you know, what can I do? Of course, he said, you know, why don't you try business and I'll give you some choices. You can do finance or accounting. Mm. So he was quite liberal to give me two choices. <laughs> I picked his footsteps and I did finance. So my first lifetime, I was a in the healthcare industry and I was doing due diligence, um, pro formas, discounted cash flow models for physical therapy centers mm. at Baxter Caremark. Well, fast forward to 1995, my parents decided to get in the hotel industry. Mm -hmm. So they started buying some hotels in the Hilton family. Mm -hmm. And when my turn came to go into back into work after raising my children, I decided, you know, Ashutosh, I need to learn this industry. One day they might need my help. Mm -hmm. So I didn't understand the terminology, the, the acronyms that were being used. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to go into this industry and I'm going to try sales. Mm. My personality is more extroverted. I, it sounded a lot sexier to do something different. Mm. So I went into corporate sales, but that was 2006. Mm. Now, if you remember in 2008, we had a That's big weird. recession, Correct. right? Now, as a salesperson, I still had to meet my goals. Mm. So how was I going to meet my goals when the recession was going on, similar to maybe what's happening now in okay. USA as well. Mm -hmm. So I decided to think of diverse revenue streams, mm -hmm. not just keeping into traditional thinking. I noticed that a nearby competitor hotel was serving Indian guests. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering why they were not staying at my hotel. Mm -hmm. So I went to the hotel. I found out where they were coming from. I called my corporate travel manager and I said, Sue, please tell me why your guests are at this hotel. Why are they not at my hotel? Mm -hmm. She said, you know, Seema, they're just really easy. It's close. It's it's just two miles away. Mm -hmm. So I talked to my general manager, who is a Polish woman. And I'm an Indian salesperson. I have a Polish general manager. And we were working for Marriott, a Mormon company, which is quite a great multicultural story mm -hmm. all in mm -hmm. itself. Absolutely. I said, I said to her, I said, Carolina, I have an idea. What if we start appealing to our guest cultural needs? 
we put some desi food, some Indian food at the breakfast. We can put the Indian TV stations in the room mm. because back in 2008, we didn't have all the access to technology. So put TV Asia, Sony TV, all that. And let's start taking care of them mm. in a cultural way. And guess what, Ashutosh? We were able to start moving the Indian population wow. into our hotel mm. to such the effect that I was able to do a 20-fold ROI on this hotel. Amazing. So when you're putting, you know, a few thousand dollars in expenses and you can have a 20-fold, it caught eye at Marriott International. And then we repeated the story for the Chinese guests, Japanese guests. The recipe was taking care of them in a cultural way that appeals to them mm -hmm. is going to make a difference. So Marriott headquarters caught eye of the story. They created a position for me in 2012 where I was leading a culture day program for mm -hmm. our hotels. Wow. When I started, there was only 4,000 hotels that I was responsible for. And when I left the company, it was 8,000. But I created a program, Ashutosh, that was teaching the hotel staff all about what are the business protocols, social protocols, the custom holiday food mm. of a particular culture. Mm. So what started with Indian weddings, because as you know, we spend quite a bit of money Absolutely. and that is a very nice piece of business for hotels. Mm. We were teaching them from Sangeet to, you know, Haldi ceremony to the Bharat, everything. Mm. And then it went into the Jewish culture, LGBTQ+, Muslim, Chinese, and we kept growing our library. So mm -hmm. that's where my adventure started. Mm -hmm. And in 2020, I decided with the pandemic that maybe it's time I take my cultural knowledge and share it with other industries and the world. Mm -hmm. And that's where Seva Global was born. Fabulous. And what a great start to our conversation on Seva Global. So tell me a little bit about Seva Global and what was your motivation to start the venture? Right. So I think I've always had an underlying entrepreneurial spirit. Mm -hmm. My brother's an entrepreneur. My father was um, a management consultant company. Mm -hmm. And I know that itch had always been there. Mm -hmm. Now, Marriott International was very kind to me to give me the opportunity to be an entrepreneur mm -hmm. in a large corporation. Mm -hmm. That itch had always been there. And I think, honestly, the pandemic was just a a blessing, a silver lining for me mm. for two reasons. Mm. Ashutosh, you know what seva means, right? It's an Indian Sanskrit Correct. word that means the act of selfless service. Mm. During the time when we were all furloughed in this hospitality mm. business, mm. it was the first time in a 14-year corporate career I could go home and do seva for my mom and dad. Mm. My mother has been a caregiver for my father for 20 years. He is in a wheelchair and she takes care of him with such love and seva. I wanted to give back to her. Mm. So when I remember my company name every day, it's a reminder to do a little seva for somebody, whether it's your parents, elders, or your community. Mm. So that's how the name came about. Okay. Seva Global is really desired to help other people, not just hospitality, but beyond. Mm -hmm. So I have phenomenal clients in airline, in um, technology, financial institutions, mm -hmm. because I think everybody can become a little bit more culturally competent mm -hmm. as we see the world is changing. Okay. We have diverse customers. We have diverse employees. We have diverse vendors. And if we don't know how to work with them effectively, mm -hmm. we might lose the business or we yes. could make a faux pas. Correct. So I've taken this journey to say, let me help people mm 
just get a little bit stronger in this space so they're more confident mm. working with somebody of a different background. Fascinating. And when you talk about growing business through cultural competency, help me understand what this means and give me an example. Sure. Absolutely. So this is one of my favorite presentations that I do for a lot of C-suite, sales and marketing teams, operations. It's basically understanding that the way we might want to communicate with somebody could be different in the world, Mm -hmm. right? The way in America we greet is maybe a handshake, Mm -hmm. but in India, it could be a namaste. In China, it could be bowing at the waist. Mm -hmm. So we're just learning that there's different ways to communicate around the world. If we are mindful and sensitive to those, we can actually drive the business. So let me give you a great example. Uh, The Japanese business card exchange. In America, we tend to just take a business card, for example, here, and we just say, hey, here you go, and we throw it across the table, right? However, in Japan, that would be a big faux pas. And we have to understand that it is a ritual. It is a presentation. It is holding it, reading it, taking care of it, not writing on it. It is the face of the person that you are talking to and you want to respect it, right? And place it in front of you while they're in your presence. So it uh, a couple of years ago, great example is we had gone to the Marriott New York Marquee and there had been a large group there from Japan and we were educating the entire team. Mm-hmm. There is a woman named Terry Morrison. She is the author of a great book called Kiss, Bow and Shake Hands. Mm-hmm. Together, we created a one hour presentation of understanding the Japanese culture mm-hmm. so that the hundred leaders at the Marquee could mm-hmm. take this information to their teams. First and foremost, I said, the meeting you have, number one meeting, take 15 minutes aside and do this correctly, Mm -hmm. because that will set the tone for the entire uh, stay. So that is one thing. My metrics itself showing that, you know, the dollars and cents are there. And also, honestly, Ashutosh, the other thing is when we look at growing your business, you're everything from your employee engagement. Mm -hmm. Right now, it's Ramadan. Many times, many people are celebrating throughout the world. Mm-hmm. I have many Muslim friends, even something as simple as Ramadan Mubarak mm-hmm. or understanding their fasting, being a little mindful that not to do heavy activity or understanding their prayer times yeah. so that we don't schedule meetings during that time. Mm-hmm. That employee engagement makes people feel good. Mm-hmm. The other major impact in this is also the act- talent acquisition. We can acquire great talent when these new generations see companies that Mm -hmm. are doing good work in cultural competency. So nowadays, I I talk to my daughter. She's 22. She has a great job in Chicago coming here this summer after graduation. Mm -hmm. In my time, Ashut, those maybe yours, it was salary and benefits. What's the best salary? What are the benefits? But the, the new generation these Gen Z, as we call it, they're looking at a company from a very holistic approach. What is the corporate social responsibility? What is their DEI efforts? What are they doing to make an impact in this world? And if we are not doing that in even adding cultural competency Mm -hmm. as part of that, these are, they will not be attracted to these companies. Mm -hmm. So there's so much ways to grow through talent, through money or through, you know, uh, revenue, 
and um, just the employee engagement. So I think it's an important hot topic and it is the future of our DEI efforts. Absolutely. Well said. Well said. Thank you for a great response. My next question, you see, is how do you measure the success of these initiatives? And are there any metrics you use to to, to track progress? So um, when my clients approach me and they're taking a, you know, whether it's a, a Jewish workshop or LGBTQ, we do ask them for success stories to come back. Okay. It could be as simple as, wow, we said this, hmm. the client was so happy and they were able to sign the contract, hmm. right? So when I was with Marriott, we had ways to measure it. Um, and it was only as good as people would report, right? I mean, the metrics are as good as that. So we would know, okay, in my last year at Marriott International, 15 to $20 million in assisted sales. Today, we leave it to our clients to just tell us what their reports are, you know, what metrics they want. For mm-hmm. some, the metrics could be as something as customer satisfaction. Mm-hmm. For others, it could be actual a revenue number that mm-hmm. is appealing to them. And we get many great success stories every Love day it. that right. we share in our newsletter as well. Fantastic. Fantastic. You also spoke about DEI, so obviously you consult a lot with companies as well. But how do you balance the need to honor different cultural traditions uh, and customs to promote a unified company culture? So the good news, you had interviewed Bernadette. She is my partner, and uh, we give her a lot of, we work together, DEI and cultural competency. Mm-hmm. I think the main thing is that when you're working, and I am I, are you speaking to how Seva Global is doing it yeah. or how? Yes. Seva, so as our, so my company, I am the CEO, but I have five strong team members. Okay. And they are each very intentionally hired by me. Mm-hmm. Um, they are on part-time contract labor, but I have been working with them in checking who is the right person Correct. to maybe fill a void. So for example, mm-hmm. we have four generations in my small team. Mm-hmm. We represent Asia, we have Jewish, we have LGBTQ, we have American, we have different ethnicities, races, and religions mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Ashutosh, the truth is diverse teams will rise above. We are getting new perspectives every day. Absolutely. Just because I am, you know, 54, I don't think I know everything. I rely on my youngest 22-year-old team member because mm-hmm. sometimes they have newer ideas and newer initiatives. Correct. The one thing I do pride myself is I do listen to each team member mm-hmm. and I like to hear their opinion. Now, I may not always agree, but I want to give it an open-minded just like I teach my clients to be open-minded about cultures. Correct. I want to be open-minded with my team. Mm-hmm. And I because they know that we are all very collaborative effort. So in USA, we tend to be very individualistic thinkers, but in Asian cultures, we come from a collaborative collectivistic society. And that's how we have formed our team as well. So I, I feel that, you know, diversity brings a lot to our team and everybody has a unique viewpoint that we must embrace. Absolutely. And, you know, you're living in probably one of the most culturally diverse countries in the world. I mean, the U.S. is. But tell me, you know, and I've experienced this many times, how do you manage unconscious biases that sometimes creep in? Sure. So, Ashutosh, one thing is, we will 
always have unconscious bias. As a human being, it is impossible to eliminate. Mm. Impossible. Mm. However, what our goal is each day Mm. is to help people reduce it. Mm. Okay? To get to understanding through education, through coursework, to reduce. People think, let's get rid of it. You cannot. Mm. It is going to be part of us to some level. So there's cultural biases also. Mm. One of my things is in my workshops, we are only going to promote the positives of a culture. Mm. I'm going to promote the great traditions in China. I don't need to talk about anything negative. That's what media can do. That's not my job. Mm. My job is to show the positives of each culture to remove stereotypes. Mm. I provide generalizations, which are to be helpful, but to realize one society is not going to all be the same, right? right? So even when I teach Indian weddings, I might say this is a traditional Hindu, Hindu North Indian, but I can't teach everything South Indian, right? Everybody has a difference and okay. I'm happy to share. But the point of our understanding and our passion of what we do, Ashutosh, is to help people even move the needle five degrees mm-hmm. to a more positive understanding of a different culture, a different race, a different religion. Well said. So one more question related to Seva Global, and then I want to move to the nonprofit organizations you work with. How is technology changing uh, our understanding of cultural competency? Right. Well, I have to say that there's always blessings in disguise. And one silver lining of the pandemic was Zoom. <laughs> if I had known better, I would have invested in Zoom early on on that stock. <laughs> However, yes. Zoom, Microsoft Teams, all the new virtual technology has helped us. You know, the world is so big and yet we are able to bring things into right. everyone's view, right? Okay. And I think that's important that this technology that we have in the last three years has helped us reach people. Like Ashutosh, you and I may not have had this conversation absolutely before this, right? And now I can reach so many people on this wonderful platform. Correct. We do in-person, we do virtual, we do hybrid solutions. So my words and my um, education that I'm giving can be done now worldwide. Mm-hmm. So we have people coming from all over the world to the right. workshops. And I think that technology has done for us is just been, you know, it's priceless. It's mm-hmm. truly priceless for what we can do for our society today. Fascinating. Let's move on now, Seema. You're the co-founder of two nonprofit organizations. You know, one is Supporting Excellence in Education Foundation, and the second one is Young Jains of America. Tell me about both these organizations and the kind of work you are doing. Sure. So um, as my last name indicates, I am Jain. And for those who may not know, Jain is a religion in India. It is not part of Hinduism. It is separate um, for your viewers who may not know. So uh, my father, when he came to this country, built the one of the first early on Jain centers in New York. Mm -hmm. And he was very devoted to the religion and making sure that the new generations coming to USA still had the access to learn about the religion. Mm -hmm. 
So I followed his footsteps again mm -hmm. and very proud daughter that I am of his, that I decided it, at age 25 that we also needed to have a youth organization. So as these new generations are coming and they are learning Jainism in USA, how do we ensure that the religion would sustain, that we reform and change it to the new ways um, of the world that we live in in USA? So being vegetarian as part of the religion, we were trying to form an organization where people of similar um, Jain like-mindedness could come together, meet, socialize, learn about their culture, you know, how is Jainism affected in medicine? And this came that we started the first convention mm -hmm. in 1994. Mm -hmm. And that was in Chicago. And we had 700, 750 Jain youth come oh. to this conference. Oh. And from there, we are still hosting every two years. The legacy has continued. We think our 30 year celebration. And we have been hosting every two years a youth conference of 750 Wow. So mm -hmm. I had taken on the board of trustees, advisory, but they know that, um, you know, as they say, Simanti will always be there for these mm -hmm. youth and making sure that they are able to sustain and keep our religion growing outside of India. Fascinating. Fascinating. And That's the first one. Absolutely. <laughs> the second one is called SEED, Supporting mm -hmm. Excellence in Education. Um, so Ashutosh, one thing is while I was raising my children, I had gone back for a early childhood degree because I mm -hmm. have a passion for teaching and children. And mm -hmm. Seva Global kind of brings this together where I get to teach to everybody in a mm -hmm. different way. Mm -hmm. But Seed Foundation was developed in 1998. Um, while I was raising kids, I still wanted to keep busy and do something good and giving back to the community. Mm -hmm. So we created a foundation for um, Indian high school students to mm -hmm. try to receive scholarships as they go to college. Okay. The organization has evolved over the years, and now it is mostly on need-based mm -hmm. Indian children going on to high school. Mm -hmm. So that was the education part of me that wanted to give back. Also, Seva, giving back. Mm -hmm. I guess I've been doing it longer than I realized, and it just comes to fruition all at the end oh, with wow. the company that we started. So oh, we do do a lot of Seva even in the company with donation and not only giving back to the Indian community, but more importantly, Ashutosh, giving back to the communities we live in. Mm -hmm. So um, I do have a Seva Global Retreat in May. And part of my retreat with my entire team is going out in the community and doing some community work. Mm -hmm. So that is the core of the um, retreat and then all the other fun stuff we'll put around. But we really want to make sure that the team realizes that Seva is about giving back to the community as well. How wonderful. And my last question, Yusima, and this is for the many, many people who will listen to our conversation. Based on your own amazing journey, you know, your understanding of hospitality, cultural competency, all the work that you're doing for the young Jains, supporting the community for, uh, uh, you know, education, etc. What would you say are three lessons you would want our young viewers and listeners to take away from your learnings and from our conversation? Oh, good question, Ashutosh. First and foremost mm. is to always believe in yourself. Mm. If you don't believe in yourself, mm. no one else will. Correct. You have to have faith 
in yourself. And it's scary at times. There were times where I'm like, am I doing the right thing? Am I not? But I believed in my work. I believed in the passion of what I was spreading, the cultural competency knowledge. Hmm. And two and a half years later, I am so confident that this company will do well and that we will be able to spread the knowledge to more and more companies each day and organizations. Mm. So first, Mm. believe in yourself. Right. Second, I would say is staying true to yourself, Mm. authentic and genuine, and more importantly, being humble. Mm. Just as the Mm. new generation is looking at companies, Mm. they're also wanting companies with that speak an authentic voice. That are genuine and holistic, right? That is the one thing I tell people is whatever you do, humility will sell across every culture. Be authentic and genuine. Mm. And the third thing is I do say is whatever you decide to do, Mm. whether you're doing something for Ramadan, Lunar New Year, Diwali, whatever holiday, always maintain cultural sustainability. Mm. And what that means is If you're going to do something very big this year for a Mm. special holiday, Mm. you need to maintain that level. So I say go slow and steady. Do small things and Mm. then build. But if you go too big and go backwards, it doesn't Mm. look good. It doesn't look good. So take a smaller initiative Mm. and be inclusive to all the holidays, for example, I'm just Mm. saying, Mm. and do something small. Even if it's just a sign of recognition that, you know, Ramadan Mubarak, and that's the sign that you're putting in your office building or wherever your restaurant or mm. someplace on the front desk. Fine. Next year, you might do something a little bit more and you keep elevating, but don't go backwards is my only Well advice. said. And what a great response. And on that note, Seema, and your three amazing lessons, believe in yourself. Second, you said was straight to straight, stay true to yourself be authentic, be genuine, be humble. And the third one, which is so, so powerful, which is maintain cultural sense sustainability. I think that's a very, very powerful lesson that you've given. Thank you so much for speaking to me about your amazing journey um, in the corporate world, in healthcare and in, 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 in hospitality. Thank you for speaking to me about Seva Global and all the amazing work that you're doing. Thank you also for speaking to me about both your nonprofits. Thank you again and good luck. Thank you, Ashutosh. Truly an honor to be with you today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience, and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website, www.tbcy.in, to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search for the brand called you.